Welcome back to another episode of Peter's Proffer here in the courtroom of current events. Today we're talking about the COVID-19 vaccine again, but today we're going to focus on who you can hold responsible for damages caused by the vaccine. Today, we're talking about the COVID-19 vaccine again. We've already hit the FDA approval process, how and why it was so much quicker and more expensive than normal FDA processes of vaccines and drugs. We've already talked about who's gonna get the vaccine first, how it's gonna be put out there, and who can potentially force you to take that vaccine. So the third part of this discussion, potentially most important from our perspective as personal injury lawyers, who deal with people that are injured at no fault of their own, but because of someone else's actions. We're gonna talk about lawsuits and who is held responsible for the damages caused by this vaccine. We've already talked about how certain employers and potentially even the government of the state or the country can force you as the citizens of the United States of America or as employees of that company to take this vaccine. And they can do so for a number of reasons, but mostly for public health safety concerns. So today we're gonna to talk about who you can hold responsible and why. The three potential entities that you could hold responsible in a lawsuit for damages caused by the COVID-19 vaccine start with Pfizer and the other drug manufacturing companies that are actually making this vaccine. That might be cutting corners, might be getting it done too quickly, whatever it may be, they may do something wrong. They are the first entity that you could potentially hold responsible in a lawsuit. Second would be the federal or state government a government entity that is forcing you to take this vaccine as a citizen of its state or its country. And lastly would be your employer. If your employer is forcing all of the employees to take this vaccine or you can't come back to work here. So we're gonna take those in line and break down some of the differences and who could potentially be responsible. So dad, when talking about this overarching theme of who could be responsible in lawsuits, who's gonna be immune, how this whole process is gonna work, why don't we start out by talking about Pfizer and the drug manufacturers? If it comes out that there's mass hysteria, all sorts of side effects, people dying because of this vaccine and because of the way that it was made, are we going to be able to file lawsuits against the manufacturing companies? The short answer is no. Currently, we have a law passed by Congress saying that under an emergency situation, the act is called PrEP, under an emergency situation that the FDA can authorize an expedited approval for vaccines or any kind of a medicine because of the health emergency. They did that in this case. So that's why they're going to protect these vaccine manufacturers from any kind of lawsuits. And not just the manufacturers, by the way, the people who make the needles, the people who make the syringes, they're all protected in that chain because they had to do that in an expedited fashion. Okay, and this has been used in the past before, but this is a crazy amount faster than ever before, oh, right? The, the before this, the fastest a vaccine has ever been approved was four years for the mumps vaccine. And this has been done in eight months? Yes. Okay, so it's a crazy expedited process, which they're basically pushing Pfizer and these other companies saying, do it as good as you can, as quickly as you can, because we need this vaccine now. So it's faster than any, any other vaccine has ever been created. And how is, it, how is this immunity affecting the overall process? So Pfizer, these other companies, they know that they're immune. They know that they can't get sued. They're still saying all the right things. They're still saying it's not, we're not cutting any corners. We're not taking any shortcuts. It's gonna be a safe vaccine. It's gonna be approved from every country all over the world, the FDA processes in other countries. 
Everybody's going to approve these. It's going to be safe, but we still need this immunity. So how is it affecting the whole process? Well, I mean, let's face it. This was an expedited process. This is not the normal way. They didn't do all the normal stuff they would do for a vaccine. They wait years to see about side effects and all those things that, that may come up. They had to be protected so that they wouldn't get sued because they all worry about lawsuits. They have an army of lawyers. They get sued all the time. Giving them immunity saves money for them and saves money on the cost of the vaccine because they don't have to worry about litigation and that cost. So just like insurance companies and car accident cases or homeowners insurance claims build in the cost of litigation, the cost of lawyers, they know that they're going to do things wrong and get sued, they build that into premiums. Drug manufacturing companies also build the cost of lawyers, build the cost of lawsuits into the cost of that drug that they sell to everybody out there. They sell to all these companies that are going to be buying these drugs and these vaccines because they know there are going to be negative side effects. They know there are going to be lawsuits. They know they're going to be paying out claims for legitimate lawsuits and damages that they cause. So they build in those damages from those claims that they cause they build those into the price that you and I pay, right? Right. So they get to eliminate that cost because now they're immune. But eliminating that also eliminates all the damages that anybody can get from things that they do wrong, from lawsuits that they would be rightfully responsible for. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the language still does not protect willful misconduct by any right. of these companies. Willful, intentional, anything like that. It only protects them from the normal course of what would be done in producing a vaccine. But, you know, if, if they decide that, you know, this vaccine has to be minus uh, 80 degrees, I think, to, in order to survive. Well, if they decide they send it out there at room temperature and they say, oh, this is the fastest, safest way, even though it'll hurt some people. Well, that's intentional. They can still be sued for that. Right. And if they do certain things that lawyers like us, and I'm sure you're going to see this language in lawsuits that may be filed against these companies in the future. If, if we see them doing certain things like using wrong products because they're so much cheaper or getting it out, like you're saying, getting it out quicker at the wrong temperature because they can make more money and sell more. And that's willful misconduct. And it rises to that high standard and that high level. Then lawsuits may come. But normal negligence, normal certain things going wrong here or there, if it wasn't a perfect virus and 5% of people get a side effect and 1% of people die, even if right. that's more than die from COVID itself, you're not going to be able to see lawsuits against Pfizer and the companies that manufacture these drugs. They're going to be totally immune, which is craziness from a PI lawyer's perspective to think that companies that create things that people are going to inject into their bodies are totally immune. And the scariest thing to them our lawyers like us suing them and holding them accountable for things that they do wrong. That's why we have seatbelts in cars. I always make that joke. That's why there are warnings on everything that you eat and everything that your kids play with. There are warning labels there because lawyers have sued those companies to make those products safer. Okay. Say whatever you want about lawyers. That's just a fact. And we are not going to be there to protect the community in this situation against these drug manufacturers because we are being eliminated of that right and all of the people that may suffer negative consequences and damages from these vaccines are not going to have lawyers at their side with the ability to fight to get them the compensation that they deserve. So moving on to bucket number two, the federal and state government. Are we going to be able to sue the state and federal government if they force their citizens to take this vaccine, whether it may be to travel, to work, whatever it may be, they force them to take this vaccine. Can we sue the government? And can we sue the FDA for approving this drug under these extreme circumstances and this expedited process? Again, the answer to that is no. 
long ago, back in England, before there was even this country, there was a sovereign immunity. Sovereign immunity meant you couldn't sue the king. Well, it carried over to our country, and sovereign immunity means you cannot sue the sovereign, which is the government. So they have immunity under that, uh, that basis. And they have that generally. Yes. So it's not just in the, under the vaccine. No. They have it generally. So if, if, if the government is doing something and somebody gets injured, then you still can't sue the government. Again, willful misconduct aside. Right. So, but in this situation, you can't also, um, in the COVID vaccine, but also for any other drug, any other food, any other vaccine, you can never sue the FDA for approving or disproving a drug. That's been tried in the past as well. If certain people think they need certain drugs, FDA won't approve it, therefore insurance won't pay for it. They've tried to sue the FDA saying, you should have approved this drug, you also can't sue them for that. As long as a government agency is doing what they're designed to do, exactly. then they have immunity, they can do that. Just an example, another example that's common people know, judges. Let's say you didn't like a judge's ruling. You can't just sue a judge because you didn't like his ruling because, again, that judge has sovereign immunity. And this makes sense because the government has to be able to fulfill its tasks and fulfill its role and fulfill its purpose. So this makes a little bit more sense to me um, up to a certain point. All right. And the third entity or potential defendant in these lawsuits for COVID-19 vaccine damages are the employers of these companies that force their employees to get the COVID vaccine. So will we be able to sue those employers? That was a tougher question. Probably not. And the reason you can is because, again, this public health emergency is an overriding defense to a lot of activities. You want to protect your employees, so you make them get the vaccine. You want to protect your customers, so you make the vaccine given to your employers, employees, so that they don't infect the customers. And uh, as a sidelight, a lot of companies may use this as a marketing tool as well, saying- How safe we are. Our, right, our business is safe. Yeah. All of our employees have been inoculated. So I think under an emergency uh, plan like we have right now, you could require uh, your employees to have the vaccine. And they're going to have all sorts of things to back them up, right? They're gonna say the FDA approved it, Pfizer created it and said it was safe and they're immune. Everybody else is immune. We're just following the government action. We're following CDC guidelines. We're following the public health rules, the public health guidelines. We're trying to keep our company open. All we did was follow all the public health and safety rules. And almost every court recognizes if you follow the reasonable guidelines, mm -hmm. if you follow what the government says, then what you're doing is reasonable. And that's what's going to happen here. So if there is nobody to sue essentially, but we have damages created and caused by this vaccine. People are going to die. People are going to get Bell's palsy or whatever it may be. Is there going to be any opportunity for compensation or for justice for any of these people that have damages because of the COVID-19 vaccine? Well, when Congress created the PrEP Act, they also put in there a provision or a fund for compensating people who were damaged by these vaccines where they gave the companies immunity. It's called the Countermeasures Injury Compensation Program. Yes, that one. Right, CICP. Right. But it hasn't been really successful. I think over the last 10 years, I think they said 25 or 6% of all the people that have applied for compensation have gotten it. Right, and they've paid out less than $10 million in total claims. Right. And it's capped at $50,000 a year or $370,000 for a cap if someone actually dies from a side effect of this vaccine, which is nothing when you compare it to the multi-billion dollar verdicts and settlements from the opioid lawsuits 
the class action lawsuits for other drug manufacturers that have been sued for side effects and damages and deaths caused by their products, this $50,000 a year cap or $370,000 a year death benefit, or not a year, but $370,000 death benefit cap is literally nothing. And the fact that they've paid out less than $10 million and they deny claims for things like there was not sufficient evidence in, the, in this person's medical record to say that they should get money from this fund. It just shows they're looking at it like an insurance company and they're not actually trying to pay claims. It's totally unfair and most lawyers can right. look at that. But there is another vaccine injury program called the National Vaccine Injury Compensation Program that has paid over $4 billion in claims and they allow things like pain and suffering, attorney's fees and costs, medical bills, lost wages, all the things we look for in these types of cases, they actually allow for that. And they're paying claims much more easily. They're paying claims um, that these people deserve. But the problem with that program, and it's called the VICP, and the problem with the VICP is they actually enumerate and list every vaccine that they'll cover the damages from, and the COVID-19 vaccine is not listed in that program. So one of the fixes that we have to this problem that a lot of lawyers are, are trying to promote is get the COVID vaccine listed under the VICP. And now we maybe have two bites up the apple at two different compensation programs to get injured victims compensated. There is a third possibility. Okay, what's the third? And the third possibility is workman's compensation. Yes, I did see that. Okay, explain how that works. Well, in, if you are required as part of your job to get the vaccine, and if that vaccine, you're damaged because that's within your employment that you got the vaccine, then you can go to the state's workman's compensation fund and look, this is an injury suffered pursuant to work. Uh, employers pay workman's compensation insurance to the state and the state then could approve medical care for you under the Workman's Compensation Act. So workers' comp, any injury you get at work, whether nobody's at fault, whether you're at fault, whether your employer's at fault, any injury that you suffer at work is covered under workman's comp. So you get those medical bills paid for, you get the lost wages paid for. You don't get attorney's fees sometimes, it depends on your state and depends on the situation. You don't get pain and suffering most of the time either, but at least you'll be able to get some of those medical bills and lost wages compensated through that workman's comp. That's a good one. And as a sidelight, in Florida, the states uh, regulate their own workman's compensation. Mm -hmm. Florida makes it particularly difficult to get recovery for this type of an injury because you have to prove by clear and convincing evidence your injury came directly from the vaccine. So Florida is a tough one for workman's compensation. Right, but there's only so many buckets you can even try to collect from if, God forbid, you have a negative side effect to the COVID-19 vaccine. So it looks like most of the entities that you would look to get that compensation from or that may even be at fault for this are gonna to be totally immune throughout the process.